everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Chica Travel Podcast. My name is Lela B and I'm so, so happy to be back. Back from my vacation. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling rested and I'm ready to take on the world. Oh man, travel. Travel is just so amazing and it makes me super, super happy. Uh, you know, so my advice, if you're feeling a little down right now, book a trip somewhere and I promise you're going to come back feeling so, so much better. And guys, before I move on to this week's episode, did you guys see that we have a new cover art for the podcast? <laughs> Thank you to everyone who voted, uh, you know, to help me choose this new cover. I hope you guys like it. And yeah, so when you see it, those who didn't know uh, that we were changing covers, I hope you don't you didn't get a shock when you saw it and wondered, who is this now parading as Lelo B? It is still me. And I hope you guys like the new cover. So on to things that will make you feel good this conversation with the traveling couple johan and yana it left me feeling so inspired to travel even further they are budget travelers they went on an 18 18 month long honeymoon around the world imagine and they also spent three weeks cycling through lesotho across lesotho on bicycles that time they had never never cycled before listen there is adventure and then there is what Johan and Yana have done. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Check it out. Hello, Yana and Johan. Welcome to the Chica Travel Podcast. Hello. Hi. Thank you very much for having us. It's been so long, Johan. I think I found your profile on social media sometime last year, and I was just so amazed. And the, the, the pictures that drew me to your page were the pictures and the stories around Lesotho and your crazy, crazy Lesotho adventure. So I'm super excited for you to tell everybody about what you guys got up to. So thank you so much for sharing on Instagram, because if you were not sharing, I would not have discovered your page. Ah, yes, it's a pleasure. I'm glad you found it. <laughs> awesome. So just to kind of start off, you guys are based in Cape Town, right? Yes, that's oh. right. Okay. And is that home for the both of you? Um, I'm, I'm a Cape Town, uh, I a born and bred Cape Town, mm. but Yana's from Limpopo. So we kind of come from the other extremes of the country. Ah, okay. And is that where, um, so Yana, when did you move to Cape Town now from Limpopo? I mean, it's it's very far from home and it's very, very different. <laughs> exactly. Um, I actually studied at Stellenbosch, which is where we met. Mm. And um, after studies, I lived in the Eastern Cape for a while and then came back to Cape Town. Oh. Um, so we've been here for a while now. And where in this Eastern Cape did you live? Um, I'm an occupational therapist, so we have to do a community service here. So I worked at a small hospital called Zitulele Hospital close to Hole in the Wall, ah. which is also close to Coffee Bay. Yes, I haven't been there. Can you believe it? Oh, oh it's amazing. <laughs> Next travel destination. Yeah, it's definitely on my list. Okay, so you're an occupational therapist and Johan, you're an engineer. Are you working in Cape Town or do you guys just travel now? Because I, I don't know when you actually get time to work. 
Yeah, um, what we usually try to do is uh, work for some time, maybe a couple of years, save up for travel, mm. and then um, you know, all or nothing, and then we, we we stop work for a little bit just to travel. And at the moment, we are pretty much in that transition between work and travel, where we are planning to head off on the next trip any day now. So. I finished my last work contract at the end of last year mm. and I'm busy making preparations for more traveling while Yana is just busy finishing up her last work contract now. Wow, I think you guys are living my dream, but anyway, we'll get to that just now. <laughs> so just to um, kind of make my listeners understand a bit about you as travelers, what type of travelers are you guys? And what for you makes the perfect trip? So either one of you can can start. Maybe to say like the type of travelers that we are um, is like more the extreme budget shoestring travelers, as they say. Um, we like to take things slow. We like to challenge ourselves by sticking to a very tight budget. Because, um, you know, the South African rands don't always take you very far, but we try and go as far as possible with what we earned in South Africa. Mm. Um, so we go non-luxury. We yeah, go adventurous and quite hardcore. Really <laughs> hardcore. I mean, that's, that's... It's difficult to sum up, but... <laughs> it's quite a long description <laughs> so maybe if I can give an example we'll for example arrive in a new place and um, get off the bus and walk to maybe all of the accommodations in town and ask everyone what the price is for a night and then we'll go stay at the cheapest one even if that is like a truck stop or uh, a, a you know a place that charges <laughs> per hour, per hour. <laughs> My gosh. And and is the reason for wanting to always stay at the cheapest place you can get so that you can stretch, you know, uh, your travel for for it to be as long as you possibly can afford it with what you have in your pocket? Yes, to, to an extent, you know, it's, it's um, it, number one, you want to, you want your money to last as long as possible. Mm. Um, but also, they say when you travel, you either need money or time. Mm. And if you if you travel much longer, you get a completely different experience. And that's the, the only way to travel much longer is to do it um, way cheaper, to spend as little money as possible. Mm. And if we have that amount of time to spend, and it's not an issue to spend two or three days finding out what is the cheapest accommodation or what is the cheapest food that you can eat. So, and at the end of the day, through that whole experience of, you know, walking through the town um, for two days straight, you actually also learn a lot about the people there and what the place is all about. So pretty much like an all-inclusive experience. Thing. Yeah. So maybe it's not just about the money, but we want the authentic experience, mm. um, something, you know, quite local, not just the luxury travel for mm. tourism, but we want to experience something that the locals of the country you know, experience. Experience. So places where local people stay, that's our type of... That is so, so true. So what then would you say makes the perfect trip for you? Sure, that's also quite a loaded question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, At the end of the day, it's it's not 
one thing in particular it i think it will be and it, and it can be anywhere it can be somewhere um somewhere you don't find particularly pretty or somewhere you don't haven't always dreamed of going mm. and it can be unexpected even but i i think that the perfect trip is to end up in a place where you can find a kind of connection with the people there um you know where you can build friendships learn a bit of the local culture uh, you know eat eat foods you haven't tried before learn how to cook those foods learn a little bit about the language and the religion and um when you when you um look for things to do uh get recommendations from the people there instead of you know just chasing that shot that you saw on Instagram mm. so it's it's really about some way where you had a authentic experience and that would be a perfect trip no matter where it is i don't know if you are yeah i agree so it's it's not so much about the place but it's how you travel mm-hmm. yeah that makes the trip worthwhile for us i i love that i love that thank you so much so you guys first of all Yes, Johan. That being said, we are drawn to nature, and if we are somewhere where there's, um, you know, quite like jaw jaw dropping nature scenes, that adds to it so much more. Um, definitely, the plus point. What place in South Africa would you say this is jaw dropping, beautiful? I think you know every South African that's interested in seeing something, you know. different or beautiful should 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 go see what what place comes to mind i know this topic is random what comes to mind the cedarburg all the places i haven't been to basically yeah and you've already heard mike i will always say the wild coast of the eastern cape is my jaw drop place but then south africa is so beautiful that's a really hard question yeah um I think it's also really nice to be a tourist in your own country and see the beautiful places around because we have so many. Wow. Okay. I think you guys are making me want if if you see me post a picture uh and saying I'm in the wild coast or in the eastern cape or hole in the world just know that that idea came during this interview. So hey, I'll be so happy. <laughs> you can you can ask us for recommendations anytime. Oh my word. Okay, I'm going to do that. But but sorry, Johan, I'm not staying in the cheapest place though. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh no. <laughs> Then you shouldn't listen to our recommendations. <laughs> We only know the cheap places. <laughs> okay, cool. So, you know, you guys did the most amazing amazing thing I I have never seen anything like this and I uh you guys when I said you guys are living my dream, literally you are living my dream in the sense that who goes on an 18 month long honeymoon around the world that's what you guys you that's what you guys just decided to do please i i want to hear all about it first of all how did you decide it was going to be 18 months or was it a year and then it 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 expanded as you were on the trip uh and I, i'm really interested in also how you chose where to go for for that period Yes, I can't even remember why we decided on 18 months. It's so weird you ask that question because uh, we just took our travel insurance for 18 months because <laughs> we got like a a youth policy. I think it was for 18 months and then we just traveled for 18 months. Mm-hmm. Um it just no, kind of worked I, out that no, way. Well, actually thinking back of it now, um 
look, it was a trip that we planned for a long time. And obviously, uh, to travel that long requires some bit of savings. Mm. So I actually decided on doing that kind of trip even before we planned to get married. Mm. And um, so I was planning for this up to four years before we actually did it. Um, and I always kept track of my savings. And I think at the time we departed, I calculated based on some rough estimates that we would have enough money to do this for 18 months. Mm. And I, I think that's where the where that figure started and we just went with it. And, and we actually stuck to it exactly to the day. <laughs> wow. And, 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 and Johan, what were, you know, when you were planning this trip, what, what was it based on? Your love for, um, is it hiking? Is it, you know, rock climbing? What was it based on, the plan? Initially, yeah, um, I always find, or I, I always think of those things, you know, those activities like the hiking and the climbing and the surfing or whatever it may be. I always think of that kind of just as a vehicle to um, to visit those places that, at the end of the day, provide that experience. So, for instance, when I was uh, 18 years old, I was still in, well, when I was in the trick, mm -hmm. I planned, or I really wanted to go. To Indonesia to serve and um, at that time I'd never been on an airplane before I'd never mm -hmm. been anywhere outside Cape Town for that matter and I decided okay what well, I want to go and surf in Indonesia mm -hmm. and um, I took a job at a surf shop and saved up for two and a half or for one and a half year to be able to afford the plane ticket yeah and um, I went there and I was instantly hooked like in the first second, I was like, this is what I want to do every day of my life. Wow. So um, I kind of got that bug, like really bad. Mm. And then I just wanted more of it. I thought, I don't want this for three weeks. I want it for day in, day out for a long period of time. If it's something that I love so much, mm. I don't want it to be just a month or two of my life. I want it to be a significant portion of my life like at least a couple of years. Mm. And when Jana and I got together, I guess the dream just formed and progressed <laughs> together. <laughs> wow. Sure. And, and I mean, looking at the, the trip, when you eventually took it together, um, what are some of the, the places that stand out, you know, that you visited? I know you mentioned the place in India as, you know, India really is one of your top adventures, but what, what if you were to pick, I know it was a very long trip and I can imagine every place was special in its own way. But if you were to just think about highlights from, you know, from your trip, uh, which places would you, would you pick out? Um, I'll answer that. I have, there's so many highlights. Yeah. Like our trip was kind of divided um, into different sections. I know you also asked like how did we how did we decide where to go? Yeah. And it was kind of like I said I wanted to go to East Africa. Johan wanted to go to India again. Um, I wanted to go to Cuba, and he wanted to go to South America. So we said let's just combine all these places into one crazy trip. Yeah. So I, I feel like in each continent there was something that or a country or a place that just stood out. For example, maybe in Africa, for me, what stood out was northern Mozambique, which yeah. is the untouched, beautiful, um, wild beaches that you have there. Mm -hmm. um, and there's hardly any tourism. 
when I say wild, it's it's wild because getting there is a challenge. Yeah. The public transport, we'll talk about that later, um, I'm sure, but the public <laughs> transport in Mozambique is one of the the craziest we've experienced. But like in the end, it's all worth it because you get to see the most beautiful places. Mm. Um, and then um, another thing that stood out for me was we did a 30-day hike in Nepal in the winter. So we decided to go to Everest Base Camp, but we extended it and did a long hike. And we went to specific, we went specifically in the winter because it was um, low season and we could save a couple. So <laughs> that was amazing just to be outside and hike every day and just to be in touch with nature. So that also stood out for me. Yeah. Um, and also I think Mexico was a country we both really enjoyed. It was kind of a surprise. We didn't really plan on going to Mexico. I wanted to go to Cuba, rather. It's just yeah. on our route, and we ended up staying three weeks longer. Yeah, and it was just such a surprise. Like if you if you plan to go to a country, then it, and it's amazing, then it's kind of okay. It was amazing, but mm -hmm. if you land up in a country and you didn't even think of going there, and it's it, it, extra bonus if it's so amazing. So Mexico was just lovely. Um, the weather was nice. It felt like a real holiday because. Mm -hmm. You know, it might have been an 18-month holiday um, honeymoon, but not everything was always felt like a holiday. <laughs> Sometimes traveling is not work. Uh, but I, I, I think for you guys, the more adventure there is, the better, you know, for, for, for any of your trips. I'm actually really amazed by your, your feedback on Mexico. And everyone that I speak to, you know, about Mexico, they really, really have good things to say. So I think it's, it, it, it really does. I mean, we hear a lot about Mexico, uh, but I think it's, it's, it's really one of those places that my listeners should, should, should check out. As, 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 as a place to visit. But you mentioned India, and, and I think you're right, India was also a highlight. Mm. And I think one of the reasons being is um, we stayed in India for how long? Six months. So yeah. It wow. was a country that we spent the most time in. So um, having spent that much time there, we really like, got quite close to it and got uh, built up good relationships and mm. we got to see... You know, parts of the country that you wouldn't typically see when you are just uh, cruising through there on a two-week holiday. So mm -hmm. India was kind of special in that regard. Okay. And, and which part of India would you say, out of all these beautiful places that we saw in India, some of which we never even thought we would end up there, which place would you say this one is up there at the top? Um, we we spend most of our time in a region that is called Ladakh, and it's in the far north of India. It's actually it's on the border with Pakistan and China, um, and yeah, we spent more than three months in that one region, mm. and that is the region that I would say of out of all of India would be the highlight for me is Ladakh. Yeah, and one of the reasons why we spent so much time in Ladakh was. Um, I volunteered for a project there called Rewa Society, mm. um, and that also that also made India one of my highlights. Is you know if you travel, it's one thing, but if you stay in a place and if you work in a place, you really get to know the people and you you get to see how different things are done. You know if you work in a different country, you see it's it's really so different, um, and especially India is really different because the food is different the cultures are different mm. you learn about the different religions and 
you really see how people live and how they do their things every day. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's also a reason why India was really amazing for us. Okay, that's awesome. So uh, the next question is going to be about, you know, um, what would you say? Because you had listed India as one of your top adventures. So the next question is, is, is what today, you know, I mean, you've been to other places since your, your honeymoon. What today is your most memorable, um, you know, trip that you've been on? But before I go to that question, I just want to ask, because this is something that I get a lot of questions about. People, um, especially people that want, uh, you know, budget travelers. I have a lot of questions, you know, people asking, how do you save? What tips, what has worked for you? I mean, Johan, you were mentioning about how you always track spending and so on. But what tip would you give to someone who says, look, I'm not... I'm not, uh, I don't have a lot of money. <laughs> I'm not super rich and I'm not about fancy accommodation. I really want to, to, to travel and see the world, you know, not spend a lot of money, but spend a lot of time in the actual place. This is my speciality. I can talk to you about this for days. There's two components to it. There's what you do before your trip and what you, and what you do during your trip. And before your trip, it's the small things that count. You can save thousands of rands by routinely changing your lifestyle. A simple example would be if you smoke cigarettes, then just quit. You can save a lot of money on cigarettes. Mm. I, I'm not a smoker, but I'm just using that as an example. Another thing is if you live within cycling distance to work, then use a bicycle to commute. Or if you have a shop close to your work office, you normally go to the shop to buy yourself lunch every day and stop doing that and make your own sandwiches. You know, you can make a peanut butter sandwich for about 11 rand or less, um, mm. but uh, a cooked meal in the shop is 30 rand and upwards. So you can, if you save 20 rand a day, that's 100 rand a week, that's 400 rand a month. You know, if you do the math at the end of the day, if you save for two years, that can easily be five or six thousand rand. And mm -hmm. that's enough to stay in a country for up to four months. So those small routine lifestyle changes are, are the best ways to save. Mm -hmm. And when you are in the country, the best way to save is probably on transportation and accommodation. So you know, private taxis are very expensive. To take a taxi from the bus stop to your accommodation can sometimes be two or three hundred rand. But if it's less than 10 kilometers of walking, then it's possible to do it on foot. You don't have to pay for it. So those kind of things are how you can save money while you're actually in the country. And maybe to add on, like choosing your country wisely, we, we try and look out for countries where we don't need to get a visa because visas are extremely expensive. Um, and also countries that you, that around like the exchange rate is reasonable. Um, and surprisingly, there's a lot of countries South Africans can go to without a, a visa where our money is stronger. So mm. then um, those would be your ideal destinations. Basically, don't go to Europe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, those Europeans, they will, firstly, they ask us for expensive visas and then they give you for seven days. <laughs> um, and another tip is we always travel with a tent so camping is usually a much cheaper option than paying for accommodation so that's another way how you can save some money while traveling yes 
Wow. Okay. These, these are super, super awesome. Um, okay. So thank you for, for sharing that. And, and Johan, I think I'm going to ask you to definitely to come back so we can just expand a bit more on the, on the saving. Cause I really think it's yeah, an important yeah. discussion. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So then my next question is about, uh, you know, what today would you say is your most memorable trip? Uh, you know, having uh, gone on your 18 month long honeymoon and other places, you know, since then, what would you say was your most memorable? The city stands out for me as very memorable. I don't know if Joanna will agree, but for me, the city stands out. <laughs> yeah, it was memorable, but it was extreme. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I can't, I still can't believe, you know, when I was reading that Lesotho article, I was just like, I, no, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, we are going to expand on Lesotho just um, in a bit. Um, I think just one other question before, um, before we move on to Lesotho, because I'm really, really excited for us to talk about it. Johan, you wrote in one of your captions on Instagram, you said that the best thing about African public transport is that once you've been accustomed to it, all future transport anywhere in the world, it feels safe and comfortable. So, you know, judging from that comment, you've had your share of you know public transport adventures what's one that that's stuck in your mind like i can't get over this, this experience there's so many i mean <laughs> but maybe to give background we we use public transport from all the way from johannesburg through mozambique through malawi back into mozambique through tanzania um through kenya to uganda um so it's quite a long stretch, a lot of kilometers spent in minibuses, taxis on the back of buckies, hitchhiking, hitchhiking mm-hmm. yeah, various different scenarios. Um, and it was always crazy that if you use public transport, you end up spending your whole day sitting <laughs> and you don't even cover so many kilometers. So we calculated on average, you cover maybe like 200 to 300 kilometers in a day. Mm-hmm. Um, in public transport, which is actually in 11, not a lot. In 11 hours of sitting with your legs at, at your chin. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had in, where was it? In, in Uganda, we got out of a minibus and when Yana's backpack was returned to her, it was literally disintegrated. It had the biggest hole in, and we still don't know what happened to it, but we think battery acid fell on it and burned a hole in the bag. <laughs> oh, my word. At the we spent several hours on the back of a bucky. Um, in the rain. In the rain, in the mud, with 11 other people and all of their luggages. Um, and there were some other cars that had slipped and tumbled off the road. Mm-hmm. And just to give you an idea of how bad the road conditions were, and then you're just holding on for dear life on the back of that bucky. <laughs> so using public transport in East Africa definitely gives you a perspective on like the challenges that people face if you, if they don't have their own transport. So for me, that yeah. was quite an eye opener um, to see. Is, I mean, if you're a mother traveling with your children mm-hmm. and you have to go through this, and it was hard for us and we hardcore but young people if if you have to travel with children or if you're old you have to subject yourself to this punishment and this is your way of life so it really is an eye-opener to the challenges that people face 
what what we found afterwards is uh, because we went to Africa four months in Africa first, and after that we went to India, and after that uh, we spent I don't know ten or eleven months in South America, mm-hmm. uh, not that much, eight mm-hmm. months, but um, not a single. Um, there wasn't any instance in any of those other countries that could compare to the kind of the discomfort of the public transport in, in some of the countries we visited in Africa. Sure. Like in, um, in South America, if you go on a bus or a minibus or whatever it is, it might be like semi-uncomfortable, but it, in the back of your head, you would always think, well, it's so much better than some of the previous experiences we had, so it's actually good, and you can kind of justify that way, so oh, this is comfortable, we've had so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think how expensive public transport actually is, um, so you end up paying so much money for experience that's really not great, yeah. so that's probably why our next trip is not going to be with public transport, but actually on bicycles. Because, um, yeah, that's kind of our reasoning behind we did the Lesotho trip, behind why we did the Lesotho trip is um, we wanted to try something different that wasn't public transport, but also affordable. Mm-hmm. I was reading um, the article um, in, in Bikers, is it Bikers.com? Um, it's Bikepacking.com, yeah. It's Bikepacking.com. Johan, first of all, can I just ask, when are you writing a book? Because when I read that article, I was just like, okay, I want to read the rest. You know, I want to read more from you. It was beautifully, beautifully written. And are you a writer? What's, tell me about you and writing and when you guys are writing a book about your adventures, because I hope it's coming. I, I just want to uh, clarify, you know, just, just before changing to that topic, on, on the topic of public transport, we're making it sound like we didn't enjoy it. <laughs> um, it, 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 it's, that's not the case. We did have we did have an enjoyable time, mm. so it's not as bad as we're making it out to be. And if someone else wants to take on that challenge, it's not they shouldn't be put off mm. because we are saying it's uncomfortable or whatever. I just want to clarify. But <laughs> 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 on the topic of the book, thank you. I appreciate your compliment. I, I have no plans at this stage to write the book. I, I just really enjoy traveling. <laughs> this guy are you serious <laughs> see you wouldn't, even, you wouldn't you wouldn't even need to come back and work for a couple of months because the book will just be selling and funding all your future travels but anyway i'm hoping hopefully i planted a seed. <laughs> but i really really enjoyed reading about your Lesotho trip and um, i mean you talking about public transport one of the comments that you made was that you know when you're sitting in a, either a minibus or or bus or whatever you've got maybe people sometimes are blocking your view you can't really see the sights and uh so that that was part of what inspired you guys to decide you're going on a bicycle uh trip around Lesotho um and you had never cycled before this so so to tell me about the decision to say okay we are going to go to Lesotho we are not going to use public transport we're just going to go on, on on our bicycle well um during our travels uh, to other places, we, we met uh, several other travelers, and some of them were doing that. They were, they were doing traveling on a bicycle, and it always looked like a cool idea um, because obviously they, they've got so much more freedom. They can, 
they can go wherever they want. I mean, you're not limited to the bus routes or the public transport routes. You can literally choose anything on the map that looks interesting to you and say, let's go there. And you've got your transportation, you've got your accommodation because, I mean, you just sleep in the bush or next to the road, wherever you are. Mm-hmm. So you don't, you're not bound by any of the kind of routes or um, typical travel itineraries. You can, you've got absolute freedom, mm-hmm. and that that looked very attractive to us. But um, obviously, we having never done it, we wanted to try it out first before committing to that way of travel. So the city was kind of, it was going to be an experiment. But then it turned out quite a bit more involved than just a little experiment. <laughs> but but at the end of the day, but at the end of the day, I think we 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 are sold. We definitely won't travel any other way anytime soon. <laughs> wow! And 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 I saw that you you were saying you know, uh, poor Yana, she was promised a summer break. And she ended up, you know, pushing and even carrying bicycles at some point. That's how hectic that whole trip was. We have to, we have to say, um, you know, um, when you are pushing your bicycle up a steep slope mm. and, that, and it's very rocky and, you know, uneven surface, mm. what sometimes happens is the pedals on your bicycle will hit you on the shin or behind you on your car, it causes a lot of pain. And Yana was very like uh, upset because the pedals kept on hitting her in the shins when we were pushing the bikes. So at one stage we removed the pedals from the bikes and we actually never put them back on for another two days or so. Mm -hmm. That's how much pushing there was. (laughs) Sure. I don't think it was quite summer um holiday that Jana had in mind no <laughs> not at all I think we really underestimated Lesotho in the sense that we thought um we have a I had a, um, a five-week holiday and Lesotho was the closest country for us to go to a um go on an international holiday we thought okay Lesotho is the closest um let's go and yeah we kind of underestimated the terrain in Lesotho and how different the city is from South Africa. Mm. So it was it was quite challenging. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. I I say that I'm done with the city. I don't need to go back, but <laughs> Johannes adamant that we should go back at some point. Yeah, uh, nine, 19 days. <laughs> since 19 days you know just cycling throughout Lesotho. And and uh, one of the things that you mentioned was uh, Johannes was that out of you know that 19 days, only three days was on Tabak, the rest was on gravel road. Yeah. Yeah, that's how bad the roads in the city are, which is also <laughs> something we didn't know before. Yeah. Yeah, now is, is Johan always the one who says, No, come on, we can do it, or are you just as as crazy as he is? <laughs> yeah, I'm probably just as crazy because I mean I, I agree to the idea of listening to you. Um but it is scary. He's always the one who comes up with the the route, and mm. yeah, if if he has an idea, we're doing it. There's there's no <laughs> way around it. So, 
that's the challenge. Yeah. So, so I'm really interested in, in a bit about the places that you guys went to in Lesotho. Uh, I just want to hear what did you love? What, uh, you know, what shocked you about it? And what really delighted you about being in Lesotho? I know one of the things that uh, I saw on the page is that, um, you know, the people are super friendly in Lesotho. But what were some of the places that you went to that really stood out for you? Um, you know, as, as, Funny as this may sound, there wasn't any kind of landmark places or, um, I would say, like, tourist like, attractions. Like, yeah, attractions or sites that we mm. visited other than Sitavatere. Mainly we chose a route, um, a route that was as, as remote and as unknown as we could possibly find. And so we didn't, um, we didn't pass through many towns. Mm. Actually, we passed through two or three towns throughout that whole time, and for the rest of the time, we were in the mountains on very like, kind of remote dirt roads, um, which was nice because we got to see like the like the country life and the small villages, and yeah, um, I think it, we got a very good idea of what typical life in the city is like, which which is good. That's the kind of thing that we went there for. Um, for, I know, maybe you know in the city there's a very famous waterfall called Semongkong. Yes, I've heard of Semongkong. Um, like uh, we didn't go there at all. It, it, it wasn't really on our route, so we thought, okay, we're not going there to see tourist sites. We're going to experience the country. So um, at the end of the day, I think the only real site or attraction that we visited was Setlabatebe, and that. And Sony Pass. And, and Sony Pass. But that's more South Africa but that's side. More, yeah, that's more South Africa side. Mm. Um, Just on, on, on Sitabatebe, you've got a very interesting story. I know it's on your it's on your it's on your page, but do you mind just telling that story of you guys uh being in the cave and then those uh, that come? <laughs> one thing you've got to know is that and I'm terrified of lightning. <laughs> he comes from Cape Town where oh. there is a lightning, whereas I come from Limpopo, you know, in the high part, there, you know, lightning is something that happens often in the summer months. Yeah. So Lesotho was quite an experience for him. <laughs> so we were, we were on the top of a very high pass. Um, I think it was almost 3,000 meters in elevation. Sure. And we were literally the highest thing around on steel bicycles. And a very big lightning storm broke out. And I kept on trying to explain to Yana that this is dangerous. We need to get out of here. But she seems oblivious to the kind of the danger of it. Excuse me. I was pedaling as fast as I could, but I'm not <laughs> that fast. <laughs> but um, we knew we knew there were these old rundown, um, it's like an old uh, lodge uh, we, I read somewhere on the internet that it's still kind of, uh, it's still good enough to provide shelter, but there's nothing there. So we were hoping we can reach this lodge to find shelter from the storm. Mm. So we made our way down the mountain as quickly as we could. I urged Diana to stay on the bicycle, thinking that, you know, the rubber of the tires will prevent us from being shocked by the lightning storm. So we just stayed on the on the bikes and pedaled down as quickly as we could, but the storm really grew quite intense. And 
Um, by the time we reached the, the kind of basin where the lodge was located, it was like a full-on storm with um, an incredible amount of rain and lightning. And, yeah, you know, it was just this one big haze. We found the building, we ran inside, and thinking that we were now in luck, you know, we mm -hmm. found shelter. We, had, we were basically just busy unpacking our bags when these men... Um, they were dressed in army uniform. They yeah. came. They came inside and they explained to us that this is their headquarters, and okay. we're not allowed to be there. And we have to go back out into the storm. Oh gosh! Um, so we were quite like um, nervous. What are we going to do now? Mm. We can't be inside. We can't be outside. And then um, I think yeah, this one guy took me to a room. And he tried to uh, get money out of me. He said, if we stay, then well, he will, he will let us stay. We have to give him money. And um, yeah, so we decided, okay, we'll just go back outside. We have a tent. We just need to somehow find a spot dry enough to sleep for the night. And mm. um, yeah, so we waded through some rivers and it was quite chaos. Like, I don't actually even remember all the details, but we ended up somehow by this very nice cave. Mm. We managed to put our tent up in the rain, and we woke up the next morning to this place that was really beautiful. And mm. um, we walked around. There's all these little pools and rock arches. The sun, the sunrise was incredible, mm. and we just spent two days at that spot. We went hiking in the rain. And, swam in the pools, you know, it was very nice at the end of the day. Wow. So it was quite a memorable experience. Sure. Yeah, I know. And, and you know the way, you know when I compliment your writing skills, because when I read it, I could just feel every everything you guys felt, you know, every, every experience and ah, it really came through. And even you telling the story now, it's really, really so amazing. Wow. I want to ask you, you know, all these amazing travels that you guys have been on, what would you say, you know, they have taught you really about, about life and, and about people? I mean, you've had some really, really super amazing adventures. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. Traveling definitely teaches you a lot of life lessons. Um, and also one of the lessons that I think we learned in Lesotho is that people actually everywhere in the world are mostly good. You know, people always have this negative perception that you're going to go somewhere and it's going to be scary and people are going to steal your things, people aren't going to be nice. But we've traveled to many places and um, all over the world people are really friendly, people are really caring. Um, yeah, people are really, um, they open their doors to us, they've given us food, given us shelter. I mean, that example that Johan was just was telling about Tetlabatebe, that is maybe an exception where people didn't invite us in. Mm -hmm. But two nights before that, we were also in a thunderstorm um, in Lesotho and we arrived um, in a small town where people invited us to stay at the border, at the border control and they gave us a room in their house yeah. and gave us a bed to sleep in. So in general, wherever you go, people are really nice and, yeah. and welcoming. And that's not that's not unique to any country. It's a general theme across the whole world is that people are always friendly and accommodating mm. and kind of caring towards you. 
And it's it's really heartwarming when um, someone who maybe has less than you have gives you everything. So, for example, in India, we stayed with people and they offered for us to sleep in their bed while they slept somewhere else. So that just really opened your eyes and to see how amazing people are and how friendly and welcoming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that is, that is really true. I mean, there's more good than there is bad, to be quite honest. Yeah. Yeah. And um, traveling also gives you new perspectives. So you, you look at things differently. Like after traveling um, in India, you, you just see how, how people live different from you. And it also challenges the way you live. Like, for example, one of the things that we kind of took away from our 18-month honeymoon is that we actually want to live with less. We we survived 18 months with a small backpack and we had everything that we needed. So why are we keeping such a lot of stuff when we live in South Africa? It really challenges you that you can live simply and um, have a more simple and, um, yeah, less... I love everything you guys are saying. I'm, I'm really, really um, inspired by, by how you guys travel. So I know after Lesotho, you said you guys have decided that actually that's how you want to travel going forward. So where to next? Where, where to next? Where are you guys going? <laughs> yeah, these are, these are interesting plans, as you know. Mm. Um, and we've, we've kind of spent the last two years um, working again and saving for another big trip mm. and we had some interesting plans uh, we had like plan A plan B, plan C, all the way to plan Z <laughs> like for example we wanted to cycle through all of Central Asia mm. uh, or we wanted to cycle through South America but with all the COVID stuff that is now there, you know, all the um, uncertainty in some countries with having their borders closed and so on. Yeah. We decided that we're going to do that kind of thing in South Africa. Mm. So we're going to do a very long extended cycle trip in South Africa mm. and we're starting with that next month. Wow. Okay. That's very exciting. I mean, I will, I will, I will send people to your page to just, you know, kind of follow the adventure when it does start next week, but also really to go and check out all the, you know, all the photos all the beautiful photos, but so, so amazing photos that, I mean, you have posted from, from all the travels so far. So I don't know if there's there's anything that you really wanted to share with my followers that I haven't, with my listeners, sorry, that I haven't asked you, but uh, I mean, I don't know any, I mean, any travel advice or guidance just for people to really, really explore and experience, you know, the, the destinations to the fullest that you can give out. Um, I would appreciate that. Yeah, I, I feel that, you know, um... Everyone has their own uh, kind of desires, what they want to get out of their experience. Mm. And they should stay true to themselves. If you are someone who is interested in one kind of thing, don't do something else because you think you'll get more Instagram likes or because you Mm. think that that's the more popular thing to do. Um, I, I think when you're traveling... Uh, find what it is you are looking for without 
being too influenced by what you think is expected of you, you know, if, without trying to sound too serious, if you know what yeah. I mean. So, yeah, just go out there and find find the, the stuff that you are interested in. Mm. That's my advice. And I think, um, yeah, just be brave, book that ticket and go for it. Because um, it, it is quite daunting. Um, and I think especially if you haven't traveled before, it might seem really scary and like, oh, I need to do this and the airplane and then where am I going to stay? And so there's a lot of stresses about going to a different country. But I think just go for it. Be brave. A lot of people have done it before. Um, do a little bit of research and book the ticket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Wow. That is so, so amazing. Thank you for this beautiful, beautiful conversation. I am so, so, so thankful that you guys came. Um, yeah, I really, really looking forward. To, um, I am looking forward to seeing, you know, the next adventure where you guys end up and what you get up to. I will be definitely following you guys closely. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you very much for chatting with us. It was really cool. And I've been listening to some of your podcasts and I've really enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. No, thank you so much. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. We will catch up again next week. But in the meantime, if you listen on Apple, please leave a review and comment. It helps other people find the podcast as well if you do that. So I appreciate that very much. And also you can find us on social media at Chica Travel Pod, hashtag Chica Travel Pod. Until next week, goodbye.